Hey man, we back with another week, man. You know, yeah. uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about, you know, what is the cross when you know, we talk about Jesus and his crucifixion, you know, we think of it on a real surface level. You know, he he was bruised, he was beaten, he had to carry his cross to um Gethsemane, not Gethsemane, um Skull Island, not Skull Island, what is it called? Golgotha. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I think um, I said it right. Something like that. Yeah. I know you move it more right place, than It's a, it's, a, it's a, essentially a hill or mountain, right? To refer like what place of the skull or something like that. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. Like he had to carry his cross there himself, um, to the point where he had to have help. Well, you said Skull Island. I just thought of that's that. what I said. Like, you think he uh, he walked on water with the cross? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey man, see that's what I'm saying. That's like, funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now nah, we we just look at it on a real surface level, and I want to just kind of like break it down and just like let you know like exactly what it was that Jesus possibly went through. Um, so you you want to start in prayer or you want me to? I start in prayer. All right. All right. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up this morning, um, allowing us to come together in fellowship and speak about your word. Father God, we pray that you be in the midst of our um, conversation today, God, that you help guide us, guide our thoughts, guide our, our words, um, so that your truth is um, being proclaimed. Father God, we pray for forgiveness of anything we've done that is um, contrary to your will, and um, we repent of those things now. God, turn away from those things. And make us more like you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get into it, bro. Um, you know, when we think about the cross, you know, it's more than uh, just a symbol. It's more than uh, a chest tattoo. You know, it's it's, it's, it's something significant to the church. And uh, not just church, but the whole, um, the whole movement of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of his death, you know, me, you and everyone who believes, you know, has the opportunity to come before him and to right. receive eternal life. Um, so, you know, I want to start off with a verse. It's going to be First um, Peter 2, 24. And it says, he himself bore our sins and his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. And I believe you um, talked about this last season, um, talking about by his wounds, you know, we are healed. I think that's one of the... Was that one of the scriptures? Oh that you yeah, we were talking about out of context, and we were yeah. talking about people. Um, you know, we look at that healing and physical healing. We look at it in the aspect of like, you know, by His stripes we're healed of our physical ailments or our physical wrongs. But in actuality, it's 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 we're talking about the the spiritual death and the spiritual disease that we have, and His by His stripes we're healed of that that spiritual disease sin. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So when they. When they say uh, die to sin, I still kind of struggle with this understanding. Like, what is what does dying to sin actually mean? Um, and if you were to break it down, so the way I would look at it is, um, all of us are born into this natural world because we're children of Adam. We all are born into this world, and we we our default setting is sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those of us who find Christ, those of us who um, accept Christ, and we're changed, we're converted we die to our old nature. Our old nature was sin when um, we accept Christ and Christ works in our lives. Um, We die to our old nature and we we become a new creature. So you die to sin and you start actually living um, a life of of righteousness, you know. And now that righteousness and sanctification is a process. It takes time to actually, you know, the work the Holy Spirit does in your life. But to die to sin means you essentially you die to your old nature. You know, think of it as like a, 
a, a, a criminal, right, who goes to prison. And, you know, while they're in prison, they have time to think about what they did, whatever. And then they get out and it's like, man, I let the old life. You ever heard like those yeah. stories? Because I let the old life behind me. Yeah. I'm no longer that same person. Um, that might be a physical rehabilitation. But imagine like dying to sin being like a spiritual rehabilitation. It's like you're no longer who you were before. You're a whole different person. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, all right, let's get into the crucifixion. So, okay. Um, we were just talking about it a little bit um, when the video, when the uh, episode first started. You know, what exactly is crucifixion? And it's just the execution of a person by nailing or binding them to a cross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's crazy that the, the Roman punishment was to, you know, punish somebody on the cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like we were just talking about. Man, the Romans, so <clears throat> if you look at Roman, like, it's like the Roman Empire and the Romans, they were really good at, like, a lot of things. One thing yeah. that the Romans were really good at were killing torture. Like they were, yeah. they were, they were really, really good at killing. They knew how to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, not not just through crucifixion, but just through all any methods of of killing. They were, they were, they were really, really good at that. Yeah. Um, so if they could, if they were good at just killing, and they came up with a way to kill a person or torture a person, pretty sure it was pretty excruciating. So with that, you know, I want to kind of do a little step-by-step of how gruesome Jesus' death really was. And, you know, I want everybody to keep in mind that Jesus was in the flesh here. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about Jesus now, it's, it's all about the spirit, you know. But during this particular um, episode, I just want everybody to keep in mind that Jesus was in the flesh when he was being crucified. Yep. So he had a, a human body that could feel human pain and... um yeah. Yep. So, all right, let's get into uh, just a little bit of play by play, I guess. You know, before he was arrested, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray for his, with his disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here he had a um, he had like a bad anxiety attack uh, where he was sweating blood. Um, you know, it comes from Luke twenty two forty four, and it said, "And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground." Now, I might butcher this term, <laughs> um, but that Mike is a medical butcher. term called hemato- hematojoysis. Like that's that's an actual medical term where somebody is in so much stress, mm-hmm. like your 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 sweat glands um, mixed with blood, and like you end up sweating blood. Right. So that just goes to show that one Jesus had feelings. You know, he had he had anxiety. You know, because he knew what was. Um, about to happen to him, mm-hmm. and you know he he was like in real anxiety about it. He was having a lot of anxiety about it. Um, you know, like I said, blood vessels connected to the sweat glands break down. Blood released from the vessel mixes uh, with the sweat, causing the blood to sweat drops of blood. So again, we got to remember that Jesus is in um, he was in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So you know this is this is a uh, a man a man. Um, I'm not gonna say disorder, but um, medical issue. Right. To just prove that you know Jesus was man, um, so that was that. So um, after he was arrested, you know he was mocked, he was beaten, he was spit on, uh, he was blindfolded. You know, basically that was like taking turns, like teeing off on this man. Strip, uh, strip. He was stripped naked. Yeah, stripped naked. Yep. yep. So basically, he blindfolded. You know, somebody would smack him or hit him or whatever. So maybe it'd be like, "Who hit you? Who hit you?" You know, you're supposed to be Jesus that knows all. So who was it that hit you? So you know, they're sitting here mocking this man. Mm-hmm. So you know, after that, um, and this this was like in the the evening nighttime ish when all of this happened. 
So then we go fast forward to the morning um, where he was put before a pilot to, for his ultimate decision of being crucified. So you know Jesus ain't getting no sleep. Like, it ain't no way in the world that you're going to be mock beaten, bruised, and then you can go and have a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. So you got to put into perspective that he probably didn't get the best sleep that night. So, you know, that just imagine just already being tired before you even begin your crucifixion. Right. Um, so let's say, uh, yeah, so he was before Pilate and um, ultimate decision was to be crucified. So then he was flogged. Um, what's what's the other, um, you know, the other term for flogged? Beat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's another um it's another time I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically flawed is like being whipped or is, is another word for being whipped. Right. So I want everybody to imagine pom-poms, cheerleader pom-poms with the, with the handle on the end. And on the end of each of the little um, pom-poms, strings, strings ribbons, ribbons, yeah, it was either glass, bones, metals, yeah. or rocks. Some sharp like, objects. Sharp objects. Designed to cut into so that's, flesh. So that's what was on the end of the um, the, flaw, the thing that they were using to beat Jesus. So, you know, we just hear that, you know, he was bruised and beaten. Like, you don't, you don't understand, like, the extent of how much it is that he was beaten. You know, even in, I believe it's in Isaiah, it says, um, you know, that, was it, was it Isaiah? It was it Isaiah or Psalms? I think it was Isaiah where it said that he was beaten to the point of not being able to be recognized. And, you know, um, I think I was doing some research on this as well. And they were, um, I forgot who it was or the source of it, but they were saying that sometimes during the, the course of Roman crucifixions, the the people were beaten so much that you could start to see their spine, like yeah. their bone. You could definitely see their, their, um, their vessels were exposed and things like that. But you could also like sometimes get down to the bone where you could right. see the person's bones. And that, was, to be, that was my next point. You know, yeah. when the whip connect with Jesus back, it was digging into his muscles, tearing out chunks of flesh, exposing mm-hmm. the bone. So just imagine, you know, just seeing Jesus, you know, in the crucifixion position, you know, they're striking him on the back and like chunks of blood falling out. His flesh is opening. Like you can, you can see his bone. Like it's, and remember like Jesus isn't in the spirit here. He's in the flesh. Right. So, and it's crazy because there's a, the, the passion of the Christ. You ever seen the passion yeah. of Christ? Yeah. There's one particular like scene specifically. I saw this movie maybe once, maybe twice. Yeah. And it's been over a decade since I've seen the movie. Me too. But there's one scene that always stuck in my mind of this particular part of the crucifixion where um, they strike Jesus and like the, the hooks and the nails and the mm-hmm. spikes get stuck and they pull and it's just like, it's like it hits and it's like it's stuck and it's just like, and then it pulls and that, that image yeah. is always, and I've seen a lot of like crazy things like in my life, yeah. but that's, that's one of the things, and that was a Hollywood movie. That's one of the things yeah. that like always stuck with me. And that's, that's what I wanted to roll into next, you know, like being the first responders. Like, we, we pull up on gunshot wounds where, you know, a guy, a guy got shot in the face or blood mm-hmm. everywhere, lip hanging. Like, it's, it's like just seeing stuff like that is just like, yo, like, it's, it's, it's real out here. Well, so, and, and that's the thing, you know, we see a lot of death um, in our line of work, lines of work. Um, you're a firefighter, man. I should have been a firefighter. <laughs> but we see a lot of death in our line of work. And, we get to the point where you get like kind of numb to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, it's, you know, it's another day, whatever. But uh, thinking about the crucifixion. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like this is a way for it to hit. It really hits home for us. Cause mm-hmm. we, we understand and like, we see and like know how like the, the body can be 
tormented or in a in a position where you know it's not normal so right. to speak right um so that's why i say i feel it's like it, it hits home for me and you and it's crazy because i've i've seen so much death in my career and i still can't imagine yeah i mean the uh, extent I, of this i've seen a guy get hit by a train before man but i still can't imagine a crucifixion right you know what i'm saying right like that still is like i don't know yeah crazy bro all right, so after um, you know, after he was flogged, you know, they put the crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe. Uh, so you know, like purple was the the holy color back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so now he has the the crown of thorns on his head, and they're uh, they're beating him on the head. Um, and you know, like the the head is like one of the more vascular places of the body. Um, you know, simply because of the brain. So you know, like the more they're beating Jesus the deeper and deeper and deeper those thorns are going, causing him to to bleed even more. So he, he's already flawed. You know, now y'all put a thorn on this man's head, beating him to the point of where now the blood vessels in his head are essentially rupturing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that's, that's another thing of the passion of the Christ that I remember just seeing like how bloody he was. You know, like I was like shut you know, you could just see like how purple he was. Um, so yeah, just just imagine that, bro. Just imagine that, like thorns getting protruded deeper and deeper and deeper into your head. Mm. <laughs> and again, like I just, I'm gonna keep on saying it. Like we have to remember that Jesus was in the flesh here, so like he's he's he feeling all it. of this. He felt it all. He's feeling all of this. Um, so then to make matters even worse, they ripped the robe off of him. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially that's like. It's like me going outside, scraping my my elbow, falling off falling off a bike, scraping my elbow, putting a bandaid on there, leaving it on there for about two minutes, and then just ripping it off. Because the blood and everything probably caused it to adhere to his skin and open wounds, and then you just rip it. And then this is an entire robe, and remind you, Jesus got flawed. So just imagine how that felt. Mm. <laughs> you know, it adhered to his body, and then they just come and just simply just rip it off. Yeah. All right, so that don't make matters worse. You know, from here, they made him carry his cross. Um, so I did a little bit of research, and I'm not, the Bible doesn't say whether it was the full cross or whether it was just the beam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, the, the full cross would be a little bit heavier, well, a lot heavier than just the beam. But for this instance, I'm going to just say that we're going to uh, go with the beam. So he carried the beam, and the beam is the part that his hands were stretched on. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of research I found, they said that the, the average weight for that was about 100 to 110 pounds. Mm. So just imagine you carrying 100 to 110 pounds after you've been flawed. I having a diamond on my back. Bruh, that, bruh. Ashton, me and Ashton walked across the street to, uh, we got a little Chinese spot across the street. So it probably took us about a five minute walk. Like, my shoulders was like, dang. Like, <laughs> Ashton only weighed 42 pounds, bro. So, like, just imagine, like, you, you're in, you're in, you're in, your body's in some kind of shot. Mm-hmm. And then you got to carry something that's 100 to. Yeah, I lost blood. You, you, um, a whole, a, a lot of blood. Your back is exposed. Your bones are probably exposed. Vessels and, um, any nerve endings are probably on fire in your body right now. Then you put 100 pounds of weight on your back and then have to carry it for, I think it was a few hundred yards at least. Yeah, I was gonna say like this. This wasn't like uh from from the garage to the car. Like right. this. This was like some distance that he had to travel. Right. So just just imagine that. Like you've like I said, you were bruised and beaten. Um, you know, 
it, it got to the point where they had to get somebody to come and carry the cross for him the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he was just that badly beaten and bruised. That um, what, what was the guy named that um, carried the cross for him? I'm drawing uh, a blank right Peter. now. Peter, Peter, yeah, I'm drawing was a blank. Peter? No, no, Simon. I think it was Simon. It was Simon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank Simon. right now. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's that. So uh, so he gets to the destination, um, you know, and it is. It was said that um, you know they nailed them to the beam first, and then they raised them up until the the second part, the mm-hmm. the vertical part of the cross. So, just imagine. Jesus laid out on the beam. And then I also read that instead of, and I meant, I meant to go and actually look when Jesus showed his disciples his hands, mm-hmm. but, and it makes sense the way that they were explaining it when I was doing a little bit of research, but they were saying that it was actually like in the wrist area. More of the wrist than it was in the hands. In the hands. And you know what? I felt like I read that before too. Right. Um, I mean, which, which it makes sense. Just imagine like all of the weight. You on the cross, it's like it will rip your hand wide open. Exactly, you know. So in the wrist is, is strong, <clears throat> but also too, there's some um, what is it? A higher level. I think it's like a, a concentration of like nerves in your wrist. Yeah, that um will make that more, more painful than yeah. it would be in yep. your hand. Yep. So um, but yeah, so like they just imagine you know Jesus now laying on his beam. He hasn't been nailed yet. Um. <laughs> and just just imagine like the dirt, you know, on the open wounds. Mm. <laughs> so you know he's laying on the beam, face up, palms up. No, no one what's gonna happen. No, what's gonna yeah, happen? He knows full well what's all, about to happen. All of this is willing. Yeah, that's what that's, we, that's, that's what we the have part to I was gonna say yeah. at, the, at the end, man. That's the part like he did all this knowing, right? But so yeah, that's that's just another thing. Like this, that's what I'm saying. Like we we think of the Bible, on, and I'm I'm so guilty of this. Like I I'm not good at looking at a deeper level of the Bible, but, you know, just for this crucifixion, I wanted to, to make it a point of, you know, what all Jesus went through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it was the point where they put him to the beam first and then raised him up, so now he's laying on the ground, you know, back propped up on the beam, you know, they come down with the hammer, nail him, and now they lift him up. Now, those nails weren't like little, you know, little Brad nails. Those were like, like Roman, you ever seen like pictures of like, nails that were used in like the Roman Empire for like crucifixions. Uh, I'm trying I mean, to, uh, I'm trying to see if I I saw the sizes of the nail. Okay. Number Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. They were huge, man. Yeah. They were like, I mean, it is, this wasn't no little uh, Yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw the Man, I knew I should have put that in here. Man, they were they were pretty big, man. Um and just imagine like like being hammered over and over yeah. and over going through your hand into the wood beam that you're laying on. Like that's that's the, the <clears throat> Yeah. That's that's the crazy part about it. Like as I said, those things were like thick and like long. Right. It wasn't like a, your little or average like little, little like, like let me go put now. a picture up. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, but you think it had to be. It had to hold those nails had to be big enough and strong enough to hold the weight of a human body a human body suspended in the air for hours. Right. Cuz a lot of times they would be hanging for hours. Um um, you know, on the cross. So that nail had to be thick enough to hold a, a a grown human man in a vertical position, elevated off the ground for hours. Right. So you know, after they uh after they lifted him up, 
you know, so now Jesus is, is hanging on the cross. So now, you know, asphyxiation sits in. Right. So. And you learned about that at work. I learned about all this at work. So, yeah, I learned about, <laughs> I learned, we learned about that too. Yeah. Um, Specifically when it comes to like. So as, asphyxiation is basically just difficulty breathing. Yeah. 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 And like when we, like even when we're taught to arrest people, you don't leave people laying on their stomach because they could die from position, positional asphyxiation mm-hmm. with all their weight being on their body. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, I don't know, but from what I've heard, it's a pretty terrifying way to, to die, slowly suffocating. Uh, yeah, not being, not being able to breathe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, it's, asphyxiation sets in, so, like, he's he's not able to to position his body, and his body's literally just hanging, so, like, his, his organs and just body just becomes heavy, mm-hmm. and, like, kind of, like, smashes on each other. Right. So like that's that's where death came in with crucifixion. Yep, I was gonna say that's how that's how people truly died. It, it wasn't the the torture so much; it was the, the asphyxiation, the, the suffocation yep. from the position. And then to to make that even worse, um, you know, <laughs> the Romans went out and broke the legs of the people that were still alive mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. So Jesus, I just imagine Jesus trying to shift back and forth so of course he has the nails in his hands Mm -hmm. and he has the nails in his feet so you know he's trying to push up when he push up he has excruciating pain you know with his feet in his feet and then when he relaxes he has excruciating pain in his hands mind you his whole his back which is rubbing up against rubbing up against the back of the beam the whole time exactly the the cross i mean the the crown of thorns you know, it's like everything is just like every single movement, every single breath is is an excruciating um, um, movement, and it goes on for hours and hours. And like you said, that's why the Roman soldiers will break the legs of um, the people they were crucifying so to that speed that process up. <laughs> like how, how messed up you got to be to do that? Look, man, you taking too long to die. I'm about to break the <laughs> legs because I got I got to go. You know, eat yeah, dinner that's or crazy. Something like that. And that's, that's in that's in John 19:32. It said, "Then the show the soldiers came." And broke the legs of the first and of the other who were crucified with him. So, sounds like Jesus was already dead at this point. Um, and then the soldiers came out and saw that the the two thieves, that's the other two that were uh, crucified with Jesus, mm-hmm. that they were still alive. So, they was like, man, let's go ahead and speed this process up. Why not? Well, there's some prophetic um, importance on the fact that Jesus' bones weren't broken and legs weren't broken, right? If you look back in, I think, Exodus when they were talking about like the sacrificial lambs for the Passover, which is essentially what Christ is, the lamb of God slain for us all, the legs weren't to be broken or the bones weren't to be broken in the sacrificial lambs for the Passover. And the same thing with Christ. It's full circle on the idea that Christ being the lamb of God that was slain for us all. Um, Just even those small details. And it's, it's, like I said, it's it's kind of the um, uh, uh, prophecy, Old Testament prophecy is echoed in, the crucifixion of Jesus and the fact that his legs weren't weren't broken. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was probably a lot a little, in yeah. the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it you know, it, like even back to you know Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, sacrificing. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and we talked about that last season. We yeah. said, um, you know, Abraham was willing to give his son to show how faithful he was to God, but then God stopped him. You know, Abraham was gonna was gonna sacrifice Isaac, and then God and, went through, and then God came back around. He stopped him. Gave him a sacrifice, but then God came around full circle and said, "You know what? Instead of you sacrificing Isaac, I'm gonna sacrifice my son." Right. You know, um, which is, um, that's, you know, a certain level of love that I can't fully comprehend. Right. So, um, just imagine from 9 a.m. to you know 3 p.m. 
3 p.m. and some change. Um, you know, Jesus hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Um, three, six, six hours. Six hours. Six hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like you know, you know how you're thirsty. Your your body's in shock. You know you, you can't breathe. Every time you move, every time you breathe, like that's but that's just. <laughs> if that don't show like how how much God loves us, like I don't, you, you're not gonna understand. Well, like we said earlier, man, it was it was willingly. <clears throat> he did right. all this willfully. Um, he he did all this um, purposefully, knowing the full implications of the physical torment he was gonna go through, but also knowing the full implications of um, um, the spiritual consequences and opportunities that will give for us. And that's um, like I said, a, a certain type of love that we can't fully comprehend. But it's like he did all this willingly, knowingly, like out of love. Yeah. It's like you got you got to have somewhat of an understanding of, of you got to keep be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to know that you know you might not understand the full fullness of his love, but you got to know that he loves you simply because he gave his one and only son. Right. And in this manner. Right. And in this manner, <laughs> in which, this is manner. The, which is the purpose of this episode, you're talking about the manner in which he gave his son. Right. You know, it could have been you know quick and easy and and you know, but I think. And it's just my opinion. I think that the nature of the the crucifixion and how um, uh, uh, excruciating and horrible uh, Roman crucifixion is, I think that that's just more of a, of a of a sign or more of a representation on how much he loves us. Right. You know. Definitely for sure. So then to make me things even worse, they gonna go up there and puncture the man. Like, but leave the man alone. Like. Just he's already dead. Yeah. Like why you why you gotta punch him? But again, it's to fulfill the prophecy. Mm -hmm. That's in the old testament. Yep. But still, leave the man alone, bro. He Yeah. <laughs> what else, what else do y'all want? It's you know <laughs> what else could y'all possibly want? So there's a book that I read. It's um read a while back. Uh I think I started when I was overseas. Um The Case for Christ, pretty old book, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Mm -hmm. And essentially, I think I told you about it. Um, but essentially what it is is there was a um, reporters, investigative uh, journalists in Chicago, and I'll give you just a quick rundown. His name was Lee Strobel, and he was an atheist. And his oh, wife, yeah, yeah his wife found okay. Christ. And so what he did was he went around the country interviewing like biblical scholars on different aspects of Jesus Christ um, that, and people were trying to you know disprove Christ. And one of the things that they like a lot of skeptics attack is the crucifixion. Right. Like you know the idea of the you know the crucifixion maybe it didn't really happen maybe Jesus didn't actually die on the crucifixion and so they start breaking down like aspects of the a Roman crucifixion and I think that one of the scholars he said in the interview said there's no record ever of anybody surviving a full Roman crucifixion. Hey, for real? Yeah. Jeez. So like and that's the thing like a lot of skeptics well man maybe Jesus didn't really die and 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 was like like I said there's no historically you can't nah. deny Jesus lived and. From a historical point of view, Jesus was crucified, and there's never been a historical document or um, of anybody of anybody that survived the full Roman crucifixion. Mm. Yeah, so that man, that was tough, bro. Um, you know, again, I just want everybody to remember and be open to the fact that Jesus was in the flesh during all of this. Mm -hmm. So just like if we was to go outside and try to put nails in our hands, like that's the same thing that Jesus said. I ain't doing that. I ain't. Man. That's that's <laughs> like, tough, that, man. That that's that hurts. That's that hurts. But you know, kind that's, of that that's the, but that's the love. And yeah, and and the result of it should be a certain sense of reverence, right? Right. When you think about this, like, you know what you kinda gotta like 
you know, sit with that weight that that's how much your sin costs. Right. The little, whenever you say, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, go to this website and look at something you shouldn't be watching. Every time we do anything that's outside of the will of God, that's not pleasing to him. That's what it costs. Right. And every time that we do those things, we're adding more weight to Christ on the cross. Because that's the physical part of it. We didn't even talk about in this episode, and I'm sure we'll get to it um, on another episode. We haven't even mentioned the spiritual weight that yeah. was on Christ and how the sins of every single man, woman, and child that ever lived on the face of the planet was placed on him in addition to the physical torture that he had to go through, which is what um, <clears throat> makes the cross so important. Yeah. Is that spiritual weight and in conjunction with the, the, the spiritual weight. Yeah. So... So, I mean, in closing, man, you know, it's just God so loved the world that he, he gave his only begotten son, mm-hmm. that whoever believed in him shall, you know, have eternal life. Right. So, just give it a shot, man. And it's, man, it's <laughs> crazy. A symbol, one of the most prolific, I said this earlier, the most prolific, one of the most prolific symbols of our faith <clears throat> is a Roman torture tool. Yeah. The cross was a tool used by the Romans to torture and murder people, and that's a symbol of our faith. It's we crazy. don't we think we don't think about it like that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like imagine if a symbol for your faith was like a whip or the symbol for your faith was like a knife or something like that. Or but or an electric chair. Yeah. But the symbol that's equivalent to a to a to a Roman electric chair was the cross. And that's the symbol for our faith. Crazy, bro. I ain't never even thought about it like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> crazy, bro. All right, let's go ahead and pray out of here, man. I uh I'll say the prayer. Okay. Um, thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to be here once again before your people, Lord God. I just ask that this would just touch the heart of those listening, touch the hearts of those listening. Um, you know, you death, burial, and resurrection, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, you sent your one and only son down here to be in pain, excruciating pain, um, in order that we might live through you, Lord God. So, you know. I just say thank you, Lord God, from the bottom of my heart for, you know, just sending your one and only son. Again, we just ran through a, a whole medical um, analyst of, you know, possibly what Jesus could have went through. Um, you know, just from hearing this again, you know, it just hurts my soul that, you know, like my my sins were on, you know, his hands. Um, so, you know, Lord God, I just ask that you would just continue to just touch those um, allow for us to realize our sins, allow for us to be able to to come to you with our sins and to hand them over to you, Lord God. Uh, we're never going to be perfect people. We're always going to be into, in sin, but I just had, I just ask that you would just help us to die to sin, Lord God. Um, we love you. Um, we thank you, Lord God. Um, you know, it's in your mighty name that we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That's crazy. Crucifixion, bro. Man. The cross.